All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the 76ers 106-99. And the only thing that I can think of in this one is Joel Embiid going out there saying this is not a rivalry. They kick our ass every time. This was a super, super impressive win for the Celtics. And I want to dive into all of it. This was a game where the Celtics played with no Al Horford, no Robert Williams, no Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown got hurt in the second quarter, did not play the rest of the game. And the Celtics pull out a seven-point win against a very healthy 76ers team that has been playing excellent basketball. This was Celtics basketball in a nutshell. This was as good of a game as we have seen from this team in a very long time, especially considering the amount of people that were not able to play in this one. Super impressive win. Uh, And I want to dive into the normal format of the game, talk through player of the game, We'll talk through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and kind of wrap up where the Eastern Conference stands at this point, talk about some injuries as well. But to get things started off here, this player of the game is very, very hard to give uh, because there are so many guys that stepped up. But I want to give player of the game to Blake Griffin. And here's why. I don't I don't know if he was necessarily the best player on the team. Honestly, I'm going to stand up and just say like he wasn't the best player on this team. However, the impact that he made is so far and above what we're used to seeing from Blake uh, that this is as impressive of a game that we've seen from him all season long. He came out and on like single-handedly kept the Celtics within this like within reaching distance early the 76ers got off to a hot start and Blake Griffin not only did he start with a three not only did he start off with two threes but he hit three threes and had nine of our first 11 points and it was the only reason that the Celtics were even in this game he was so hot from deep he ended up 15 points two rebounds and assist uh five of eight from three. He also hit another two threes in that third quarter. Uh, So really just super impressive game from, uh, from Blake Griffin. It wasn't a game where he was going out and getting a ton of rebounds. Wasn't a game where defensively he was phenomenal, but when the Celtics really needed it, Blake Griffin stepped up and hit a couple of couple of massive threes, couple of big, big shots. And He took a great charge on James Harden as well uh, in that second quarter. So overall, just a really solid game from Blake, and you love to see it. Now, outside of him, you still have just a ridiculous performance uh, from everybody. In this one, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double figures, and Jason Tatum scored the least out of all of them. Jason Tatum had 12 points on five of 15 from the field, one of five from three. So really a terrible shooting night for Jason Tatum. We'll talk about that. 
However, you had everybody step up and play huge minutes in this one. And there were there were two guys in particular that I really want to highlight here, and I'll dive into the rest. But it's Grant Williams and Derek White. Now, we also had great games from Sam Hauser, Malcolm Brogdon. We'll touch on them as well. Uh, but Grant Williams in this one was vintage Grant Williams. Again, this is a game most most of the time when you're going against Philly, you've got Al Horford down low, banging against Embiid, trying to give Embiid the business. And with no Al, you had to rely a lot on, you know, whether it be Grant or Cornette in this one, Grant Williams got most of those minutes. He led the team with 39 minutes in this one. And this was probably one of the better games that we've seen from him all season long. Defensively against Embiid, I thought it was phenomenal. But offensively, he also had a hell of a game. 15 points, eight rebounds, two of which were offensive. But he also had five assists. He was second on the team in assists behind Jason Tatum. Also threw in a steal. No turnovers. Really solid overall game from Grant Williams. But it's the shooting numbers that you love to see. The three-point shot was there tonight. Four of six from three. This was just a very impressive game from Grant Williams. All of the things that we've talked about him being capable of doing, and honestly, I talked about it in the last podcast, he's struggled the last couple of weeks. All of the things that we know he's capable of doing he hasn't really done over the last couple of weeks, but in a game where you're desperately in need of help because of being down so many guys, Grant Williams stepped up and played a massive role uh, against one of the best big men in the entire NBA. You know, there's really no, not much of a conversation. It's him and Jokic. Those are the two best big men in the entire NBA without question. And the fact that Grant Williams went out and just bodied Embiid and held him to a you know fairly respectable game. Like he had 28 points, only seven rebounds in this one. Like this is a game where everybody was kind of expecting, you know, a 34 and 12 game from Joel Embiid. Like down Al Horford, not having everybody else to kind of go out and stop him. It wasn't really let Joel Embiid cook and just try to stop everyone else. Like, Joel Embiid didn't cook. Like, he got to the free throw line seven times in this one, which is probably one of the the least that he's had against us in the last three years. So I'm just, like, over-the-top impressed with really the committee that we threw at Joel Embiid, given the circumstances, being down all of those guys. So really good game from Grant. Uh, but then you've got guys, you know, Derek White, I thought played phenomenal in this one. He had probably my favorite play of the entire game where he blocked Tobias Harris at the rim on tra- in transition. Tobias Harris had an easy, easy dunk. Derek White comes out of nowhere and swats the hell out of it just for the Celtics to sprint down the floor, kick it over to Sam Hauser for an open corner three. Like, it was electric. You could hear the garden rocking through the TV. So this was, you know, Derek White playing at his best. He had two blocks in this game, which is good because last game he didn't have any. So you really needed to step up and get that extra block in this one. 
uh, but really just solid game overall. He actually led the team, him and Malcolm Brogdon, tied with 19 points. Uh, Derek White, six rebounds, three assists, as well as the two blocks on very efficient shooting. Eight of 13th in the field, three of six. He was aggressive getting downhill. Like It took a lot for these guys to really go to the rim with Embiid in there. Derek White was one of the the better guys uh, with just being aggressive. And you got to give a lot of credit to Malcolm Brogdon as well. He wasn't a guy that shied away from attacking the rim. I thought he played great in this one as well. But Derek White in particular really played well. Um, And then you've got Malcolm Brogdon. Just kind of talked about it. Tied with Derek White, 19 points. uh, Also had five rebounds, three assists. He actually led the team in plus minus, plus 10. Uh, But really, I thought Malcolm Brogdon played a phenomenal game in this one as well. Now, obviously, Derek White, I think, stepped up, played better defensively with those two blocks, a couple of just massive plays. But Malcolm Brogdon really held his own. This was another game uh, where he also had to guard Embiid. And, you know, Joe Mazzulla has been given Malcolm Brogdon some tough matchups lately. Uh, and he's done pretty well with them overall. Uh, one of the things that Malcolm Brogdon did in this game that really propelled the Celtics forward was getting downhill. He was one of few people that did not shy away from Embiid down low at all. You know, he took 13 shots in this one. Only two of them were from beyond the arc, and he hit both of them. So he was very aggressive getting downhill. Like, I mean, you look at the numbers, he was five of 11 from two. So really like solid game considering you're going up against a, a pretty stout Philly defense. Like they've got some dogs defensively. Tybal, really solid defender. PJ Tucker, really solid defender. Embiid, solid, right? Like they've got a lot of guys that can go out, play good minutes especially on the defensive end. And Malcolm Brogdon just took advantage. Like he did not back down or shy away from any of the contact. Uh, So I thought he played a really solid game overall. Uh, But then you got to go back and you've got Mr. Sam Hauser. Hauser Matic is back, baby. This was a really, really solid game from him. We talk about you know, three-point shot and how that has kind of propelled the Celtics forward through the majority of this season. We'll talk about it tonight. Sam Hauser, 14 points, eight rebounds, tied for the team lead in rebounds, eight rebounds for Sam Hauser, uh, five of six from the field, four of four from three in 20 minutes. Like, again, this is a game where you're playing without Time Lord, without Al Horford, without Smart, Jalen Brown goes down in the first half, only plays 18 minutes in this one. And it was a, it was a fairly, you know, inefficient shooting wise, at least uh, 18 minutes for Jalen Brown. And you've got Sam Hauser playing serious minutes. Like he played 20 minutes in this one and was phenomenal. A team second best plus seven plus minus. Uh, So Sam Hauser came in, played really well. And he wasn't, a turnstile on defense either. Like he stayed in front of guys, made a couple good plays overall. Like this was a, a really good Sam Hauser game. And it 
comes at an interesting time, right? Right when right when the trade rumors are circling. Uh, not that Sam Hauser's been a huge part of these trade rumors, but it's always good when the trade deadline is here to have a game like this and show teams, whether it be the Celtics or someone else, that you can play. And I've given him a lot of crap this year because he started off super hot, but he has not done much for a very large chunk of time. But Sam Hauser tonight, Sam Hauser last game, he's looked great. So got to give Sam Hauser some credit here. Uh, but through and through, this is a good game. This is a good win. Even Luke Cornett, you know, I'll talk about Jason Tatum here in a little bit as well. But Luke Cornett, I thought was fantastic in this. Like this is Luke Cornett playing Luke Cornett minutes. You know, he obviously played a lot more of them in this, but he does exactly what he does every time he plays. Eight points, four rebounds. Rebounding numbers are fairly low, but moved the ball, had two good blocks, had a nice reverse alley-oop. He hit that alley-oop off of the ATO from Derek White. Like, this is a really good Luke Cornett game. Like, he played really well. Uh so you just you just look and you know despite being down all these guys, the Celtics pulled off one hell of a performance. They shot the ball really well, nineteen of thirty five from three. They shot fifty four percent, and honestly, thirty five three point attempts is not a lot. But you look, we only took seventy six shots. I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's close to fifty percent. Uh, but this is a it's a really solid win. They moved the ball pretty well uh, honestly the the minutes without Jason Tatum is what surprised me the most I thought they played really well without Jason Tatum in this one which is super surprising considering what we've seen for the large majority of the season it's been largely bad uh, and this is a game where you don't really have Jalen Brown to kind of lean on and you're missing one of your better defenders and we held the 76ers to 99 points. So truly just a, a really solid, solid game. Uh, now we've talked about Jason Tatum a little bit so far and the shooting struggles, one of five from three, five of 15 from the field, really just poor shooting night overall. Jason Tatum did everything else. He was a very, very good facilitator in this one. And honestly, before Jalen Brown went down, so was he. You know, Jalen Brown only ended with three assists in this one, but there were a couple of really, really good passes for Jalen Brown in this. I thought his kind of vision in this one was spectacular for the 18 minutes that he was there. I thought he played great in this one. Uh, but overall, I mean, you look, you've got guys stepping up. Jason Tatum did a great job of moving the ball. This was a, a kind of a triple-double watch for most of the – fourth quarter uh, but he just didn't quite get there uh, 12 points eight rebounds nine assists had a steal a block uh, because he was kind of in that facilitating role more the ball was in his hands a lot i uh, did turn the ball over four times but overall as a team you know they kept the turnovers pretty low which i'm pretty excited about Right. Like we've talked about it on this podcast, like the magic number for the Celtics seems to be right around 17, keeping it under that. Uh, we had 15 in this one. And one of those turnovers was a shot clock violation at the very end of the game. Right. When it didn't matter. Uh, 
we'll talk about the points off turnovers, which was an issue in this one. But overall, this is a really good game. You look at the 76ers team, there's been a couple guys that have destroyed us. James Harden, Joel Embiid. Honestly, I thought defensively we played great against those guys. Great against them. Uh, we did a really good job of shutting down everybody else outside of them, though. You know, Tobias Harris, he is the grossly overpaid player. Uh he played 32 minutes in this one, 2 of 10, 0, of, 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, was a minus 11. Just an absolutely terrible player. And I have no qualms with saying that. Like I just think that this guy is the most absurdly paid player in the entire NBA. And that is the reason that Philly is just a trash franchise. So feel free to snip that and send that out to all your friends because I do not shy away from it. Give me all the Philly smoke. Uh, but really, Celtics did a good job of holding these guys uh, accountable, like making Embiid try to bully guys because he didn't want to in this one. Honestly, I thought he did a, a pretty good job of passing in this one, but he just could not get through Grant Williams or Luke Cornett, like Cornett blocking Embiid right before the half was one of the highlights of today's game as well. So overall, solid, right? Was it a perfect game? No. Uh, and I do want to talk about that. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right. So want to talk through some of the negatives here. And honestly, this one is this section is going to be short because uh, part of you know the negatives in this game is the fact that Jalen Brown went down because uh, honestly, like as much as you rely on both of the Jays, you're stuck here watching this team just not get healthy. And we've talked about it all season long. I think a healthy Celtics team, there's not a single team in the NBA that I would bet against the Celtics in a seven-game series. Go to DraftKings, talk about it, right? Uh, this is a Celtics team right now is currently constructed that I think beats every team in the NBA in a seven-game series. And you just don't want to see Jalen Brown go down. And I don't think this is going to be a an injury that keeps him out long. Jason Tatum rocked him. Took an elbow right to Jalen Brown's face. Obviously not on purpose. Uh, Jason Tatum kind of got fouled by P.J. Tucker right after it as well. Uh, but really, like you got to try and get these guys healthy. People were complaining prior to this game about Al Horford not playing, Time Lord not playing, uh, and Marcus Smart not playing on a sprained ankle, which I just thought was stupid. Because honestly, at this point, like we're still before the All-Star break. Get these guys healthy. Don't worry about these games. This, honestly, was a, a game where the Celtics should have lost. The fact that they pulled this out, only playing Jason Tatum 37 minutes and missing all of those guys, it is crazy to think about because you had guys step up. Uh, the only like real negative outside of Jalen Brown going down, and we talked about Jason Tatum's overall shooting performance. Uh, I will talk about this one last thing for Jason Tatum. This entire game, the Celtics offense played well because everybody was moving it. Guys were driving, dishing, relocating in corners they were making the right ball reads and shots were falling right jason tatum steps in he comes back into the game with about seven and a half minutes left i believe in the fourth quarter the celtics had a eight point lead that disappeared it went down to one real quick because there were two possessions where jason tatum goes out there and just lets the clock wind down he walks the ball up the floor and just tries to find his own shot, right? That is when the Celtics are at their worst, right? You cannot walk away from the offense that has been working all game long. This is the offense that's worked all season long. I can't even say all game, right? When the ball is moving, when guys are relocating to open spots and guys are driving in, kicking out, the Celtics offense is virtually unstoppable. Right, because eventually shots are falling, right? Because they're NBA players, right? This one, Jason Tatum veered away from that twice. And we watched Philly go on like a 12-2 run to get that lead down to one. Right. And that's just something we can't we can't let happen. After that, I mean, listen, he figured it out. The Celtics ended up hitting shots, getting stops and pulling out the win. But there are still some issues that the Celtics kind of ran into at this one. Um, and one of the things that kind of plagued the Celtics early on, uh, as well as, you know, honestly, through the rest of the game, was the points off turnovers. Philly will get out and run. Tyrese Maxey might be one of the fastest players in the entire NBA, 
right? They had 19 points off of our 15 turnovers. That right there, again, continues to be an issue. And honestly, it's it's not something that it's not that the turnovers were super high, but the fact that they're getting out there with the live ball turnovers in scoring that many times off of them, that's the issue. Right? You see it in the fast break points. They had 11 there. Uh, this is just something that you know the Celtics need to clean up. Uh, it happened a lot early, and that was where the Celtics kind of found themselves in a ditch early on. But past that, once the Celtics kind of stopped, because the second quarter, significantly better, right? First quarter, they had, I believe, five. Second quarter, they only had two or three. Uh, and that's where the Celtics kind of played better, outscored them. And then from there, the Celtics just continued playing. They continued to hold the lead the entire way through. And this is what you want to see for the Celtics. Like I said, not a perfect game. But it was pretty damn close. It was pretty close. At this point, the Celtics just need to need to get better, healthier, healthier, not better like as skill wise, but healthier. They've got tomorrow off, but they play Friday against the Hornets. It's not a it's not a crazy tough competitor by any means, but we've all seen what they're you know what they're capable of doing. They also they play up to competition, but they also certainly play down to competition. So this is a this is going to be a tough game. We'll see if Al Horford, Time Lord, Jalen Brown come back. I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Smart continues to sit. We've only got the Hornets game, uh, Grizzlies, Bucks, yeah, and then Pistons, and then we're at the the All Star break. So four more games before the Celtics hit the All Star break. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Smart just sits out all of them. Maybe, maybe he comes back against the Bucks, but at that point, like, why even, why even risk it? Just get healthy, rest, let it heal. You got another like week off prior to the prior to the next game because of the All Star break. So take it in stride, let him rest, and hopefully the Celtics can kind of go through those games, especially you know against you know a team like the Hornets and then the Pistons. If you can take both of those wins without Marcus Smart and then maybe go one and one against the Grizzlies and Bucks, it's a great way, great way to end the first half of the season, you know, quote unquote. So obviously we're significantly past the halfway point, but uh, that's exactly where we'd like to end. All right. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Overall, really, really solid win for the Celtics. 106, 99, like Joel Embiid always says, it's not a rivalry. They always kick our ass. Love to see it. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. If you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Greatly appreciate it. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?